0: David Kaplan
2: and Jonathan Hood. Good morning, everyone! Bring them, out, bring, them out.
3: Woo!
1: bring them out, bring them out. Bring them out, bring them out. Bring them out, bring them out. Bring them out, bring them out.
0: Bring them out, bring them out. Bring them out, bring them out. Oh, God. Welcome into the Captain J. Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000 and we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. We've got Shay, we've got Jay Moore, we got you for a three hour ride on this deal breakers Thursday with open phone lines for you at 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our telephone number and cap before we came on on Sportsmanlike with Evan Cohen and Michelle Smallman and Chris Canty, we're talking about a piece that was on ESPN.com regarding quarterbacks and their future destinations here this offseason. And they start off talking about Justin Fields. And, of course, any time that you hear anything about our teams, especially nationally, you get the volume on the truck or your vehicle. and You just turn it up a little bit more, right? If it's at a nice 14-15... Oh, wait a second now. What are they saying? you turn it up to about 25 to make sure you get it, get it all, right? You want to make sure you hear it all. And they were talking about destinations for Justin Fields. And I said, wait a minute. Does this show in been like that comes on before us feel like Justin Fields is moving on? They already have destinations for Justin Fields. It's interesting because you take a look at social media over the last, I don't know, five to seven days. Not a lot of uh, chatter about Justin Fields as of late.
2: In the Justin Fields uh, fan club out there that is very vocal on social media, the stands have been conspicuously absent to the degree they were maybe a month ago. There's no way the Bears are taking Caleb. There's no way they're trading Justin. Boy, you've gotten awfully quiet out there. Hmm. Is it a fate accompli? I think so. Mm. I truly believe they're taking Caleb Williams. And the more I talk to people who are in the league, that we've made these contacts over the years. One of them I went to college with. He's like, dude, stop. It's, there's no chance that you are trading that pick and keeping Justin. And there was a report out of Denver yesterday. They might be willing to give you Patrick Surtain, all pro corner and a bunch of draft capital if you give them the number one pick. And I said to a buddy of mine, he's like, should we do that? No. (laughs) Because if Sean Payton, who was one of two guys, he and Andy Reid, to identify Patrick Mahomes, Mm -hmm. if they're willing to give you all that, you got to stop for a second, use your brain, and go, well, if they're willing to do that, Boy, they must really love that quarterback. Why do I not want him? We want one of those. Mm -hmm. No. You're going to take a quarterback. And I was listening to a really good interview on Waddle and Sylvie yesterday with Adam Johns Mm -hmm. from The Athletic and the Hogan Johns podcast. he has been all over the beat for a long, long time. And Waddle and Sylvie said, so what do you think the Bears do? He said, they're taking a quarterback at number one. They are. I watched some stuff on Michael Penix yesterday. Sure. He's an awesome guy. Awesome. And to listen to him talk football, I'm like, wow, I'd like one of those. But he's had two ACLs and two non-throwing shoulder surgeries on his left shoulder or right shoulder because he's a lefty. And that's
0: why he's going to fall. You're going to take that chance on his health? I'm not. No, not the Bears, but it's up to him to be able to change the narrative there in his career. Like, okay, I know I've gone through a lot of injuries, but I can help a ball club. Just not the Bears at this point in time.
2: Correct. He's not the number one pick. Yeah. But if you're sitting there and he's on the board at 22, maybe you roll the dice. He's got a lot of talent. Mm -hmm. But I have not found one person who is in the know, who covers the league or works in the league. Not one. Other than former players, Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Cutler, that, oh, yeah, I would trade the pick and keep Justin. You talk to people who evaluate for a living, they're like, dude, it's not
0: close. Stop. Now, for the Lance Briggs and for the Jay Cutlers and others. Lance is another. Yeah, that that talk about this cap. You know, from their standpoint, they just believe in camaraderie and they believe in keeping things together. Mm -hmm. You know, we talk about some fans and, again... As some fans are afraid of what's on the other side, you get comfortable and you start liking your athletes. You enjoy watching it. You enjoy the process. Mm -hmm. Trust the process, right? So there are some that look at Justin Fields and they say, okay, you know, I see an opportunity for this young man to be able to blossom if he has weapons around him, the offensive line and weapons at wide receiver and just the infrastructure from an offensive coordinator standpoint where he can be able to jibe, With the coaching staff and the team and that he could finally break through to be the quarterback we think he could be. I can understand that that standpoint or that viewpoint from former players because they're like, ah, we know it's like when a rookie comes in. It's like, oh, we have to wait for the rookie to develop while we're already advanced. There's something to that, Cap. Mm -hmm. There's something to that. It's like, I'm a five or six year veteran. This guy's a rookie. How can we catch him up to speed? Do I have to continue to, to stand still, waiting for this quarterback to finally come up to speed for him to be to come into his zone? I'm already here. I'm already in my prime. This guy is a rookie. What are we supposed to do now? I understand that, that, that viewpoint. However, when you look at what's happened with Justin Fields, it's not like he hasn't had the opportunity to be able to, to change the narrative and turn the page on his career, where it's like, okay, yeah, we tanked, but now I'm healthy enough to help and I can't seem to be able to read the defense on a regular basis enough to make a difference for the Bears. I'm out there, but I can't make the difference I really want to. And you can blame Luke Getze, you can blame the offensive line, you can blame. but ultimately the guy with the ball in his hands, the lion's share of the time, can't seem to get right, can't seem to get over the hump. And this is why more than likely the Bears will make a change at quarterback because it's just stagnant. It's not horrible, but it's standing still. And I think some veteran players look at it and say, I'm advanced, but this guy's in the same spot. Yeah, when you look at the NFC North, and let's assume
2: Minnesota brings back Kirk Cousins. Yeah, Let's just assume that. He may not, but let's assume that. You're fourth at quarterback. That's just a fact. I'm not saying who the fastest runner is, the highest jumper, the most exhilarating off-platform. I'm talking about being the leader of your football team and knowing, hey, man, there's a minute 32 left, and I got to take you 60 yards to get the game winner. Let's go. Jordan Love, everyone in the league would take him over Justin. Jared Goff, everyone at this point, and his numbers bear it out, would take him over Justin. Mm -hmm. Kirk Cousins, six 4,000-yard seasons, they would take him. In terms of productivity. I know Justin's younger and somewhat healthier. That's not good enough here. No. Well, if you got rid of that horrible Luke Getze and you draft Marvin Harrison Jr. and Brock Bowers, Green Bay doesn't have receivers like that. And it looks a hell of a lot better. Mm -hmm. So what are we doing here? You got a kid sitting at number one. Sure. David Shaw, I played it with you yesterday. You got it there. It's a shortcut. It's 15 seconds. David Shaw, who coached Andrew Luck, has evaluated players for the NFL for a while, said, okay, Andrew Luck's the only 10 out of 10 that I've evaluated or coached.
4: Mm-hmm. There's only one 10 out of 10 that I've seen, and that's Andrew Luck. Mm-hmm. Um, when Trevor Lawrence came out, I thought he was the best since Andrew. Um, Caleb Williams is the best since Andrew. Mm-hmm. So he's not a ten, he's a nine nine, nine nine,
2: nine, nine, nine. I mean, it's awfully tough to have the fourth best quarterback in the division hear a guy who I respect greatly, and David Shaw say that, mm-hmm. and he's not the only one. It's not like he's the only guy that likes everybody. Dude, that guy's generational. That guy, you gotta develop him, but he's got everything you could want. And we got people in town that go, nah, I'm good. Trade it. Get me five more picks. First of all, what is the hit rate on first-round draft picks getting a second contract? Like 50%. Yeah, and not very good around here lately. Oh, God. I, mean, I can't think. We went through that list. We haven't had a first-round pick get a second contract in forever.
0: Yeah, we went that. It's a it's a very short list. Correct. So if the hit rate is 50%, I don't care how many
2: draft picks you trade him for. doesn't mean you're going to hit on every one of them. I want the star at quarterback, period. And what's my best chance of getting one? Not Justin. It's Caleb Williams if he checks all the boxes. They got to do all their homework. They just put together their coaching staff. They hired an assistant O-line coach this morning. That dude was the head O-line coach in Tennessee. Like, they are spending. Someone told me yesterday, dude, there's no budget on what they're paying assistant coaches at your place. They're spending. Yeah. Okay. That's great. Now you've got to put the talent there for them to coach because the jockey doesn't he- carry the horse across the finish line.
0: For those who have not heard Kapanak go through this list before, Bears fans, the first round picks to get a second contract with the team, Brian Urlacher, Rex Grossman, Tommy Harris, Kyle Long, Kyle Fuller. And so long, everybody. That'll right. be all.
5: Well,
2: where's Leonard Floyd? Oh, he didn't get one. Where's Mitch Trubisky? No, that didn't work. Roquan. Nope, that didn't work. Yeah. Nope, that didn't work. Uh, Kevin White must have got us. Oh, that didn't work either. Yeah. I mean, come on now.
0: What are, what are we doing here? On like with Evan Canty and Michelle talking about what the Bears should do with Justin Fields. Listen, first one is Justin Fields. They have to the Raiders. That would be weird. <laughs> I was like, to the Bears, to the, Bears.
4: To, the Bears. To, the <laughs> to the Raiders.
2: Like it or not, uh, I don't hate it. I just think there's a
4: better fit for Justin Fields. Which would be? Which would be the Pittsburgh Steelers? Yes, that's what I would like. I, him I think the Steelers good. are a better fit just because of them going out and getting offensive coordinator Arthur Smith, who had success with the quarterback. That was athletic with uh, utilizing RPOs as a big part of their uh, run game. So Ryan Tannehill had success, had a career year under Arthur Smith. I think he could do a similar thing in Pittsburgh with Justin Fields' skill set. So I like Justin Fields with Pittsburgh more than I like him with the Raiders. Although I think it would work with the Raiders, I think it would be better for
0: Justin Fields with the Steelers, a more functional franchise. By the way, As we delve into this, you heard what they were talking about there on on Sportsman, like 5-7 to right here on ESPN 1000 before we come on. Let's delve into it for a second. Raiders or Steelers? And it might be a different suit. It could be Atlanta or other teams, Cap. But just think about that. Mike Tomlin working with Justin Fields. Now, you see the mess that's happening in Pittsburgh right now. It's amazing. Again, it is turning water into wine for the Steelers to somehow get into the playoffs Again. Not knowing who your quarterback is from week to week. And somehow, some way, Tomlin is able to usher that team into the playoffs again. Again. Yep. Always over five hundred. Always a winning record. A lot of times in the playoffs. But the point is, though, what does that look like with Justin Fields? A second act, different team with Pittsburgh. With a demanding coach in Tomlin. Oh, God. It better happen. Right, because was not effing around here, okay? He's not effing around. Let me just put it
2: to you this way. With Anton- Antonio Pierce in Vegas, mm-hmm. I do not see any scenario that they trade for Justin. Maybe I'll be proven wrong. I've been wrong before, and I'll be wrong again. Mm-hmm. But somebody I talked to yesterday said, Antonio Pierce, Justin Fields? No. He said, great kid. Not a fit in their offense. That's not who they're getting. Mm -hmm. So, do they roll with Aiden O'Connell? Do they draft somebody? They should have a reasonably decent pick. Do they try and trade up? We'll see. But I, I do not see Justin Fields and the Raiders.
0: Yeah. All right, well, I just think that those two teams are interesting. I think it' more of a fit in Atlanta for me. That's why I would think that the Bears can make a deal there with the Falcons, but we'll see. I think we also should delve into this part of it as well. For Justin Fields, just as a player, and again, we're not doing post-mortem. We're not we're not burying him. We're just saying that we're talking about the reports that's out there, the opinions that are out there, and again, anything could happen with the Chicago Bears, but it just seems like it's trending toward that direction that the Bears would get a quarterback with the number one pick in this year's draft. But looking at Justin Fields as a whole, when fans call us or they they send us messages, Cap, and they say, well, look at the ebb and flow of Justin Fields as a Chicago Bear, how he comes to this team and people thought that you're going to see fireworks in the sky and you just didn't get that right away. What you saw is, at times, a big, strong arm, definitely utilizing his legs. He's running more than I ever saw him run in college because he didn't have to. When he had a great offensive line in front of him, he didn't have to run as much. But with this offense, he sees the holes in the defense, and he runs for the first down. And so the positive is, is that he, we've seen the arm, we've seen the legs, but it's in the in-between, Cap. The quarterback play is not about just running with the football or being able to throw it 80 yards. It's about being able to matriculate the ball down the field. We see this from whatever you think of Brock Purdy in that system, nickel and diming it down the field because he has weapons and time. We see this with Patrick Mahomes. He's the tip of the spear when it comes to quarterbacks. How he's able to, he can run too, but that's not what he does exclusively. And so a lot of this is on fields and a lot of this is on the infrastructure around him. Now, here's the thing. I'm not going to shine up Luke Getze just because Albert Breer says that he's a guy that you know, seems coveted around the league. What I'm saying is that sometimes there's a disconnect. No matter how good an OC is, sometimes the message doesn't get through. You're a coach. You know that better than anybody else. You could say, I've got a, a great game plan that fits the skill set of this player that I'm coaching. And somehow, some way, whatever you say, it sounds Chinese to him. You're speaking English, and you both speak English, but it seems like you're speaking a different language. Correct. I told you exactly what you need to do on the floor here. I, I'm gonna, I broke down the tape. Here's how you can succeed. And somehow, some way, it does not connect. Same thing here with Justin Fields, I feel. I feel like Justin Fields and Luke Yetze and Eber Flus and all that, there was a disconnect there, let alone issues with the offensive line, the timing issues, the timing with his teammates. I just feel, Cap, that sometimes you just need a, a new address, a fresh coat of paint. Correct. Sometimes you just need to look at that wall and say, you know what? We still have a nice house, but if we just get a nice fresh coat of paint, it'll just revitalize what we have here. Same thing with Field's career. If it doesn't work here, he needs a fresh coat of paint, and maybe someone can be able to unlock the mystery that is Justin Fields as far as him reading defenses and being able to have timing with his teammates. That's the hope for him. It'll be the biggest question
2: the Bears have to ask themselves if they're taking Caleb Williams Is not his ability. Because all you have to do, whether you are Justin's mother and father and brother, you can all look and go, okay, I get it. That guy's super talented. Mm -hmm. Can he handle this city? Can he handle it? Because it's not an easy place. We've never had a quarterback. We all think we know what they look like. We've never had one in our lifetime where we go, boy, I want another one of those. And can you handle the scrutiny and the media and the fan base and the pressure of being the face of the biggest team in town? Justin could and is. He's handled it uh, pretty well. Correct. And he's well-liked
0: by his teammates. He just isn't good enough as a player. He also is his blood pressure is always one twenty over eighty two. You don't know what he's thinking half the time. Correct. He's same face. Correct. Because he's got the same face. That's correct. <laughs> like outside of the dancing in the in the locker room, you know when the Bears win, there's not much to Justin Fields because he's not going to let you know. You you hate to play cards with that guy. He doesn't need sunglasses. He's just just staring straight ahead. Correct. Whether they are winning or losing, it's kind of the same demeanor. And actually, that's exactly what you want as a quarterback. The guy that is even keeled. Takes a shot of the media every now and then, but that's, that's no big thing. It's very subtle, but ultimately he was, he's an adult in the room, Justin Fields. Whatever you want to say about him, Cap, he is. that's exactly what you want. He goes home to his French Bulldogs
2: and he has, you know, a good life. He just probably is not going to
0: ever start for the Bears again. Yeah, more than likely. Just the way things are trending right now. And I know people will hear what they want to hear at this point in time. I'm an adult with a mortgage. It doesn't matter to me. But what I will tell you is is that Cap and I are not pushing him out of the door. Absolutely not. What we're saying is, is that the Chicago Bears are going to do what's best for the team and try to upgrade the position. And I think that that's exactly the direction they're going in. It's not just from us. Listen to all these experts and people are around the NFL. They're saying the same thing. They're saying we're moving in a different direction. They think the Bears are going to move in a different direction. What did Albert say on Tuesday? Yeah, one of the things the Bears were telling their OC candidates when they interviewed him, the
2: chance to take jo- uh, Caleb Williams. Mm. That's intriguing to people. I mean, do you think all these guys looked and went, boy, I really like deep-dish pizza and the great steakhouses. I want to go to Chicago Cut. Guess what? I'm going to roll with Iberflus, who might be a lame duck, and I'm going to try and fix Justin in his fourth year. Really? Yeah. All these dudes. Thomas Brown, who's interviewing for head coaching jobs, comes here not as the O.C., As the pass game coordinator, Shane Waldron can get any one of these OC jobs. I'll go to Chicago. Yeah, because if he takes Caleb Williams and he turns him into a superstar, he gets a job like that. Or if they say, you know what, we're going to change head coaches, you're the head coach. And then Thomas Brown slides into the OC job.
0: Like They're building a super cool infrastructure. Three one two three three two espn three three two three seven seven six is our phone number. Let's go to the phone lines to talk to you. We say hello to Bill in Arlington Heights on and J. Hood. Bill, good morning. Hi, William. Good
3: morning, guys. How are you? How are you? I'm good, thanks. Um, you know, <clears throat> I've been thinking Fine. a lot about the Caleb Williams um, Justin Fields thing for a while, and I'm not one of those Bears fans that's super tied to Justin Fields, but what you guys mentioned earlier really kind of resonated with me. With talking about the Bears players in the last but 20 years who had uh, were signed to second or you know second contract.
0: Short list, huh, mentioned. Bill? Pretty short list.
3: It was very short lived, and what I wanted to correlate that to is the Bears fans out there who are apprehensive about moving on from Justin Fields and I don't think it's necessarily that they're skeptical about Caleb Williams I think it's that deep down in all Bears fans hearts they are skeptical with the Chicago Bears organization's ability to draft well and because of that they almost want to settle for mediocrity which is perhaps Justin Fields as opposed to taking a risk on somebody that could be a generational talent like Caleb Williams. So I I just wanted to bring that. uh, You know, I've been thinking a lot about it. I I listen to your show every day. Thank you. And it's something I've been trying to wrap my head around on why Bears fans who call in, like the other day on the Waddle and Sylvie show, you had some guys that said, you know, they, they brought the point up if you could take any quarterback or any player on the Chiefs or the 49ers and replace them with any positional player on the Bears, who would it be? And I mean, I think two out of 10 people said that they would not take Patrick Mahomes. Like, that's nuts. And I think that is a result of Bears fan skepticism and a- apprehension with the Team the Bears organization with drafting well, and we, we have a golden perhaps what mm. could be a golden nugget right in front of us, but we're scared to do it. But not so much because we don't think that Caleb Williams is good. Mm-hmm. It's more of that we're shell shocked from the Bears inability to draft well. With
0: that's fair.
2: Well, that, that's fair. That, that is more than fair. Yeah. He, that's a very lucid call. And yeah. the Waddle and Sylvie segment. Mm-hmm. They literally took 10 calls. Yeah. You could trade, like, drop one player from the Super Bowl teams onto our team. There were literally two people that said, yeah, I'd take the center. or I'd take, I don't remember what the other position was. What about Patrick Mahomes? Nah, it takes up too much
0: of the cap. What? <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> Are you kidding? You're, uh, you're, you're joking, right? All these people, all these great players. I mean, and, it, and it, again, the, the top of it, the beginning of it, it starts with Patrick Mahomes. Nah, I'll take the tight end. I'll take George Kittle. You will? Really? Really? Let me know how that works out for you. I'll take Debo Samuel. You will?
2: Yeah, over... Justin Field <laughs> over Mahomes for Field.
0: <laughs> like, that's 10 out of 10, man. That is hilarious. That is hilarious. That is hilarious. Uh, and, Bill, to your point, I think you speak for a lot of Bears fans that you maybe have not called us yet or are thinking about what you said. I understand the skepticism. I think we all understand the skepticism because we've been there before with different regimes and saying, yep, here go the Bears. Same old, same old Bears. They're going to try to reinvent this thing. Through the draft and through free agency, and they're going to bungle it because we've been there before. The only reason why this is different for all of us is because these are back-to-back number one picks. Bears have never been in that stratosphere before. Never. Now, that's, that, that's why it feels different. Yep. But, but for, to Bill's point, Bill is right, Cap, when he says that, hey, I mean, we've seen the Bears be able to make mistakes before in the draft. How do we know it's going to be any different? Well, we have to find out. Correct. New I, GM. Because I, I ain't burning my, my Chicago Bears sweatshirt or hoodie anytime soon.
2: Right. That's the sweet one that you have on. The shy football with the bear head.
0: I just found something blue. I didn't know even know it was the Bears until I got into the light. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I set my stuff out the night before. You know, I wasn't
2: home last night until right. until late
0: until 2 this morning.
2: But, I mean, every night I go in before I get, go to bed. Yeah. All right, what do I want to wear tomorrow? <laughs> I mean, I'm going to go with that
0: and that, and I get excited about what I'm going to wear. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. I, I didn't have that luxury last night. No. So, 312. Late flight. three one two three three two 332 is our phone number. Albany Park. Here's Michael on Cap and J-Hood. Michael, good morning.
1: Good morning, fellas. How are you? We're well, thank you. Thanks for checking in. So, I'm listening to this move in a new direction conversation, that should have started at the top. How are we going to consider moving in a new direction when we have got the same old, same old at top? The Bears are the poster child of dysfunctional organization. If we hire this hot shot new quarterback, is he going to start? And if he's not going to start, who is he going to sit behind and cultivate for three years? And be quite honest, you can have the illegitimate child of Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. You put them behind that tissue paper offensive line that is the Chicago Bears, he's going to get clobbered. It is not Justin's fault that he gets sacked nine times in one game. And all those running yards he's getting, he should not be doing so,
0: because he's too busy running for his life. Some of the some of those sacks are on Justin Fields, actually, Michael. It's not. I agree. It's not, you, you, you said that none of them are. They, they some are because he holds sometimes holds the ball too long. And by the way, that's not just um, just Justin Fields. A lot of quarterbacks do that because they think they can hold on, hold on, hold on to be able to make a play on that platform. And, and that play's not there. Yeah, and our, Michael, right, I would tell you, too our that's offensive given.
2: line, Michael, is getting better. I like Darnell Wright. I yeah. like Tevin Jenkins. He's got a proving stay on the field. Braxton, solid, maybe unspectacular. They need to get a center. I'm talking a high-level center. Tackle.
1: And left tackle. A lot of those punishments of quarterback taken are coming from the left tackle. They seem to just blow through our left tackle. Now, very specifically, you're right, our offensive line, the right side, I saw them opening up some beautiful holes. Yeah. But let's face it, you know, if my, okay, if we get a hot shot quarterback, is he going to start? and take a beating like Steels did?
2: Yes. He's starting opening day.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: Yep. Well, yes. there's
1: better be an offensive line, and he better zip that ball away in a hurry, 2.5 seconds. Michael. Is that going to be
0: cultivated? That's what they're working on. Thanks for the call, man. Yes, of course. It, well, we're hoping that that offensive line is a true link fence. You can tell he's passionate. Oh, sure. Now, the Bears—they've told me this. Believe
2: that another summer with Olin in the in the training center, mm-hmm. toughening up, getting his base stronger. That Braxton can be a serviceable left tackle. Mm-hmm. Now, if there's some of the mocks I looked at yesterday, have Roma Dunze, Brock Bowers, Malik Neighbors, and Marvin Harrison all off the board before pick nine. If that's the case, then. Joe Alt is probably on the board, the left tackle out of Notre Dame, who's really good.
0: Which sounds like a football name. His he's dad was John Alt with the Chiefs. Joe Alt.
2: Yeah. Ah. Big guy. Yeah. He's six seven. So if that's the case, maybe you take a left tackle and can you kick Braxton inside? I don't know that. Tevin, Tevin's got to prove he could stay on the field. Sure. But he's when he is, he's really good.
0: Especially Dragons in the run fire. game. He is a dragon slayer. He is. Yes. He is. But it, but it's it all this takes time and I know Michael from Albany Park and all of us Bears fans don't want to hear I uh, you know about time or taking time. But this is what happens when you tank. This is what it looks like. Yes, I appreciate you turning the heat up for me. Yes, it's I, cold in here. I mean, what what was it? 68? 64. Hanging meat in here. Exactly. For yes. God's sakes. Thank you. The the super is checked in. I got but it at it, 70. Now. Ah. Nice nah, it'd be nice and comfortable. Still cold from the, the charter plane last night. Yes. It's chilly on that thing. Yeah. Especially when you lose. Three one two three three two. Yes. Very frosty. Three one two three three two ESPN. Three three two three seven seven six is our telephone number. If you're on hold, you will be on the air. Cap and I want to find out from you. Are we finally all in agreement that the Bears will take a quarterback at one? Still to come, we'll talk about one of the biggest stars in sports made history in Evanston last night. That's all part of the mix on a Thursday morning on Cap'n J. Hood. Here's today's headline. Headline with Cap'n J. Hood. All right, 7
2: a.m. hour, brought to you by the comet Energy Efficiency Program. Billy Donovan sounded resigned to the inevitable in his post-game media availability last night after the Bulls' victory over Charlotte. Sunrise Bulls rider Joe Colley, who's a great follow on social media, wrote that Donovan has no plans to approach the front office regarding any trades, prioritizing the character, type of player the Bulls want over bringing in bodies. It's been feeling more and more likely the Bulls will once again do nothing at the deadline. The shot or no shot, can't blame AK or Eversley anymore. Have to blame ownership. Demand it! PFF's Brad Spielberg and his pro football focus offered up a couple of potential free agent wide receivers for the bears with some uncertainty over what receivers will be available with pick nine in the draft spielberger predicted former all-pro calvin ridley and D.J. Moore's old Washington teammate, Curtis Samuel, as two receivers who will see a strong push from Chicago in free agency. Shot or no shot, both these would be excellent signings for the Bears. We'll discuss. The Athletic published a detailed expose of the dysfunction that sank the New York Jets this season. We'll discuss that coming up. 35 years ago today, the iconic Nintendo game Tecmo Bowl was released. I don't know what that is. We'll talk about it. Is it on the Mount Rushmore? of sports video games. Jay Moore. Kevin Jay J- J- Hood are back. And you know this, man. Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago.
0: Captain Jay Hood, weekday morning, 7 to 10, here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Hope that you're going to have a great Thursday, a great deal-breakers Thursday. Cap, um, which script did you read there for the headlines? Well, I don't have scripts, but Shay gives me headlines. He gave
2: me his shot or no shot. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, you write it, Shay. He reads Listen, it. man. <laughs> See? Ron Burgundy. Yeah, here. that's right. All right, so. I assume so. those were the headlines. because could have just read it turned around and said, hey, you gave me the wrong piece of paper. No, funnier that way. <laughs> so so now we're going to need what a new that? batch. Oh, <laughs> you, got, you got a new batch ready? Well, we haven't discussed said batch. No, so. but I mean, now we got a preview of Shadow Nocha. All of them. All That's of them. That's it. Why you didn't just turn around and say, wrong sheet, kid. See, I would have done that. Like, hey, hey, Shay, let me get the other sheet, you know. Not that cap though. It's on the it's on the prompter. He's gonna read it. Oh, I just figured I would just
2: prompter? What prompter? I haven't worked with a prompter in well over a year. Um th- no, that worked. Covered the bulls, covered what today is in sports history.
0: We were good, man. I made it work. <laughs> <laughs> now a fresh batch of chardonnay No shot coming your way uh, at eight o'clock. <laughs> now that one's spoiled. Exactly. 312-332-ESPN three three two three seven seven six 3776 is our phone number uh, I did want to send out before
2: we got the day going people in their cars the Cubs lost a valued member of their franchise last night and he was a buddy of mine he was an awesome guy 50 years in Major League Baseball he was club uh, clubhouse manager emeritus and he stepped down from traveling with the team every game before last season uh, but he'd been around forever. Everyone knew him as Otis, but his name is Tom Hellman. Uh, Tom fell and hit his head last week. And he was in the hospital, and they thought he was making progress. And unfortunately, tragically, uh, he took a turn for the worse on Tuesday night. He died last night. Uh, so the guy that you everyone has heard, they talk about him on the broadcast. Otis! There's Otis down there in the, mm-hmm. in the dugout. Uh, Otis is gone at the age of 66. Very, very sad, as good a guy as you would ever deal with, and he ran that place. You need anything in that
0: clubhouse you didn 't go to the players. you went to that guy all the best to h- him and his family there 's always someone that 's not front facing cap that 's not a manager or someone that 's high ranking in the uh, you know on the depth chart, you know as far as uh, a team is concerned, but there 's a guy there behind the scenes. That was just helping everybody.
2: He he told me an amazing story. He said, I didn't know what we were going to get for winning the World Series. The, the, the you know the players get a full share. It's worth a lot of money.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: He said, I didn't know if they were going to give us shares. Maybe they just give us, you know, here's a few hundred dollars. There's a thousand bucks or whatever. But he said, his wife calls. and goes, you got to get to the bank right now. Something's wrong with our account. What do you mean? There is... A deposit in our account for $264,000. He's like, w- What is that? She said, It says Chicago Cubs. After taxes, that was his share from winning the World Series. The players gave him a full share. He said, I paid my house off. Wow. And put money away. He said, Full share, like, just like he was one of the players. Classy. Yeah. So his wife's like, What?
0: He called back,
2: That's our World Series
0: share. Yeah. Super cool. He's a great guy because my wife would never saw that money. <laughs> Back to the phone lines. Bedford Park, here's Tom Tom's on ESPN 1000. Separate account. Tom, good morning.
1: Good morning. morning, fellas. What's going on? What's up, Tommy? All right. So my question is, are you going to lose the locker room if you're picking up Caleb and letting go of Justin or what?
0: You, well, the question we have for you is, if you got $264,000 put into your account, would you share it with your significant other? That's the question.
1: I, I would because we just had a baby, so... Got
0: to do what I can do, right? That's it. I'd split it. I'd split it there. How about yeah, that? Yeah, we only got twenty six thousand four hundred.
2: <laughs> the decimal points off, huh? Tom,
0: Tom, you're in Bedford Park. You're a South Side guy. You know how to put the, the the money in the mattresses or the sock drawer. You know how to do that.
2: Exactly.
3: Hide it where
0: they can't find it. <laughs> you're a Southsider. You know how to do that. So so yep. so yeah, the locker room. Okay. Well, it all depends on who you talk to, Cap, because. Tom, we've talked to Lance Briggs and we've talked to, heard from other you know, former Bears about this issue. And it's never about the locker room, as far as I could tell, the analysis. It's just about, do we feel like we're standing still waiting for the rookie to come up to our level? That's the analysis I'm hearing. Do you get the same feeling? Yeah,
2: and as someone from who was in that locker room said to me recently, look, 25% of the team turns over every year anyway, Mm -hmm. and if Caleb Williams rolls in here, will they miss Justin? Sure. And guess what? If Caleb Williams has them playing in the NFC playoffs and he's dominating on the field, they'll be like, hey, send Justin a Christmas card. I'll see you in the offseason or if we play you, they'll be fine. You cannot make moves because you're afraid that the players are not going to want one of their guys to go. You
0: can't do it. All right, Tom. We appreciate your telephone call. 312-332-3776. You be right who you're drafting. Well, I got that right. I mean, that's that's the whole thing, right? To be able to get it right when you draft. And you just want it to be a fit, not just on the field, but culturally, if you can. Correct. If you can. It's got
2: to fit. So he, that, all, those are all things Ryan Poles has got to work through with Caleb Williams. Do you understand you're going into a locker room where the guy you're replacing is beloved? Yes, he's a great teammate. Can you do that? But he, listen to some of the videos. You can find him on Twitter. There's a bunch of players that said, oh, Caleb was a great teammate. Mm-hmm. Generous with his NIL
0: money. They loved him. But the elixir to all that, Cap, as you all know, is winning. If you can win with the rookie, win with the young player, then you say, Justin, you, still have, you can still text him. You can still call him. Hey, man, how's everything going in Atlanta? Pittsburgh. I mean, you still love the guy, but it's not like you're going to stop playing hard just because Justin Fields isn't around. Correct. Or any of your favorite teammates. It's the way it works. It's a business. It's a business. You've got to put on tape what you want people to see about you. Brian and Romeoville on ESPN 1000. Brian, you're on Cap and Jay Hood. What's up, guys?
5: So, What's hey, up? here's the $264,000 question that yeah. you guys are saying. <laughs> okay. The perfect solution to that is you take the money... You go buy what it is that you want, whether it's a boat, a motorcycle, or whatever, and then you put it in the bank account, and then you tell your significant other and be like, look, hun, it's $204,000 I've got here, you know? So you get, it's like the best of both worlds. Once they see that big number, you know, you're going to have trouble doing that. So that's, to me, the solution, that's best.
0: Well, Brian, I, I, I rolled through that Joliet, Romeoville area. Nice boat you got there. I saw it in the driveway. <laughs> yeah, your wife goes, Oh, well, what, what's the boat? Where'd we get the
5: boat? Yeah, Brian, with that kind of money, it's not going to fit in the driveway hoodie.
0: I'm telling no, you. No, it's, it's, it's Will County, isn't it? I mean, you, it's, it's plenty, I see a plenty no, of boats no, there. It's,
5: no, I'm saying if you got 264000 the boat you're going to get's probably not going to fit in the driveway anymore, right?
0: No, no, exactly. that's true. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a little, little uh, you know, fishing boat. All right, Brian, what else do you is on your mind?
5: Um, you know, I think just with the Justin Caleb William things, you know, or the, you know that whole discussion. I think, you know, here's here's the deal with with Justin. It's it's I think it's the fundamental stuff that you're just not going to get. You know, you you're, you're, you're kind of peaked out with that. I mean, the anticipation anticipation on the throws isn't there. You know, checkdowns aren't there, and and that's just you know it works good at Ohio State when you can count on receiver separation from cornerbacks, but you're playing all you know you got cornerbacks in the NFL that just you're not going to get that separation enough to have a consistent, you know, program with running an offense like that. You, you know, yeah, you get Marvin Harrison; he's going to separate from these guys every once in a while, but it's not still it's not enough to generate consistent performance. I think so. I think you got to just move on and and you know start start somewhere new,
2: start fresh. That's where it's going,
0: Ryan. We appreciate a telephone call. Three one two three three two three seven seven six is our phone number in Dallas, Texas. Listing on the ESPN oh. Chicago app in the Metroplex. Here's Jeff on ESPN One Thousand. Jeff, you're on Captain well, Jay Hood. Good morning.
4: Good morning, gentlemen. First of all, Techno Bowl is on the Mount Rushmore. I'm going to go ahead and slide that in. Me all and right. my brother. Uh, we 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 played many game of Techno Bowl. Anyway, yes. My question to you guys is: Is it a possibility that we? You know, I hear Atlanta. You know, Kuiper has that you know dream scenario where we trade fields for the number eight. Yeah, overall that team. ain't happening. Uh, that, that's not happening. And I agree with you. I don't think that's happening. However, what about these teams like like okay, so Washington goes quarterback. If we go quarterback, then Washington goes quarterback. What's the chance that New England says, "Hey, we'll we'll go we'll move from three to nine for fields." And it's just so they get a quarterback. They're still picking in the top 10. Then that allows us.
2: Hold on a second. You're saying New England gives us the three, they get nine and fields? Fields. And I mean, then they
4: have to, you know, throw in some some picks in the back end. Like, so we'll, you know, be
2: upset about a, a three or a four. No shot. No what, shot. What, why would New England want to take a guy who's going to get paid? Buku money right around the corner mm-hmm. while they're trying to build their new program and give up a shot at Drake May or Jaden Daniels. They're getting one of the three quarterbacks.
4: Why uh, okay. would they well, do that? Hey, then, then, then I'm good with that. Okay, so then they get one of those quarterbacks. But then, what I'm saying is, because you're you guys talked about it earlier, you're like the yeah, odds of Marvin Harrison being off the board and uh, Rome from Washington being off the board and okay, Malik Neighbors. And not, and neighbors. Okay. So, uh, me, a win win is we get Caleb Williams and we get one of those receivers. And if we're not, if we're going to have to sit at nine mm-hmm. and, and not move up, can we, is there a potential to use fields to move up a spot or two to be able to nab one of those guys? That
2: would surprise me. That would surprise me because everything I've heard is you're not getting more than in terms of what level pick higher than a second round.
0: Um, we appreciate the phone I, call. I hope Jeff. he's right. That'd be awesome. You know, it's so interesting he brought up New England because I had a question. Someone uh, texted somebody on the inside that said, if you were the GM in New England and I offered you Justin and the number nine pick for the number three pick, would you do that? I'm just saying. Uh, I like the where you first of all, I like one. And at nine, I can still get quality there. I don't have to make any moves at all in the first round if I'm Ryan Poles. I can get qual- first of all, I'm going to get the best of the best at one. And at nine, if I need a receiver, he's right there.
2: Yeah, I'm so- hoping if there is a quarterback available at nine that somebody wants. Now I'm willing to listen. Oh, you want to come up and get a quarterback? Okay, here's the price. Sure, sure. But if. One of those receivers is there, and I end up getting Caleb and a A-level receiver to play with DJ Moore. Okay, I'm good.
0: Yeah. Or you...
2: Brock Bowers from Notre Dame. I mean, from uh, Georgia. Yes. The... <laughs> the, uh, the old
0: tackle is from Notre Dame. Who Waddle wanted as a freshman, Bowers. Right. Can we get him now? No, he's only Tom. a freshman, Tom. He, he Tom was, fell in love with him immediately. <laughs> he saw the skill set, and Bowers was just a, was just a puppy then. Now look at him. Boy, he's going to be a monster on Sundays. I'm telling you. Brock Bowers is going to be a monster. Boy, a safety valve for Georgia's offense. You throw it to Bowers, and he, again, a tight end that can make defenders miss because of how big he is. And he's still going to grow in that body. Oh, great hands, great legs. It's amazing. All right, one of the biggest stars in sports made history in Evanston last night. We discuss it coming up next. Shot or no shot at 8 o'clock. All part of a Deal Breakers Thursday on ESPN 1000 and 100.3 FM HD2. Welcome back to Captain J Hood Experience.
5: Weekdays from 7 to 10. On
0: Chicago's Home
3: for Sports, ESPN Chicago.
5: Step back.
0: She's comfortable already. Two points to go. Caitlin. She has officially moved on up in the record books, though. Caitlin Clark just took it. Caitlin Clark now the Big Ten's all-time leading scorer. Caitlin Clark in our town in Evanston as Iowa defeats Northwestern in women's basketball last night. We're talking to you about it right here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Um, Imagine, Cap, on a Wednesday night, Caitlin Clark comes to town and completely sold out at Welsh Ryan.
2: Tickets were for the center court seats, going for a thousand dollars. Shea went on right before the game to see if anything was available. Nothing. Zippo. I was thinking of taking Brett. I didn't, you know, realize when the game was. This was a while back. And I'm like, eh, maybe I can go. Made a few calls. Dude, I got nothing for you. You try and get on the press pass list. and I'm like, nah, I'm taking breath to dinner. So I had the game on TV last night. Peacock had some issues. Not your wife, Peacock, the channel.
0: No, she doesn't have issues. She's got subscriptions.
2: There you go. But Peacock had some broadcast issues, but that girl had 35 points. She didn't shoot the ball from three as well, but they blew out Northwestern, and it was sold freaking out. Shay. I was just going to say, I don't think I've ever seen anything like last night
4: when I went on the app I usually go to to buy tickets. Secondary market. And I wasn't going to go. I was just curious. Like, what are they going for? About an hour before tip. And I click on the event and it says, literally, we don't have anything.
0: Zero. Zero tickets available. I'm like, what? I don't think I've ever seen that. I'm so glad that we're in this renaissance cap of women's athletes being able to be in a big spotlight. We, we were going through this the other day about the most popular college athletes. And so Shay said, well, you know, Arch Manning is, is in the team photo for sure, mm-hmm. you know, and so on the men's side. But when we take a look at the women, I, I, last Thursday, you were off. Last Thursday was South Carolina against LSU. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, South Carolina against, yeah, LSU. Yeah, LSU because of the coach with the glittery jacket. Uh, Kim Mulkey, Kim Mulkey, right? Yeah. That's box office right there because those two teams don't like each other. LSU South Carolina Thursday night it drew about two million viewers on uh, on ESPN mm-hmm. just because of the matchup, but just the idea that you get an Angel Reese from LSU, you see a Caitlin Clark from Iowa. It's a it's a must watch for a lot of people because they know you're going to get a lot of action and you're seeing greatness with some of these players. And so for the for the guy, you know, with, you know, driving around. You know, and thinking that, well, they they shouldn't get the spotlight. Sure, they should get the spotlight. You think about the most popular college athletes now, it is on the women's side of the ledger. Caitlin Clark is by far the most popular college athlete in
2: college sports today. And don't say Caleb Williams because he's not a college athlete anymore. He's already declared for the NFL. Arch Manning. Arch Manning appeared in two games. He's two of five in his career passing.
0: He's Arch for Manning. For 30 years. It doesn't matter. No, but it's the marketing of the name, though. People he's, are curious. He's Arch Manning.
2: They're he, just curious. He's not in the top 10. It False. If I walked <laughs> out here right now and took 10 people and said, do you identify as a sports fan? Yes. Who's Arch Manning? Uh, I don't know. What? Most people would say that. You're a diehard college fan. Damn. That's different. People the would af- know Arch Manning. You just say the last name. People will go, I did context clues. Yeah, I can figure out who that is.
0: Yeah, just people are just curious, though. You're, you're, you're talking about from a production standpoint. Yeah, it's about Paige Beckers and it's about, you know, Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese. Yes. But just from the marketing standpoint, it's just the name. People aren't curious about what Arch Manning's going to look like.
2: Are, college are not? football fans. I, I think if you walked out here and go, Are you a sports fan? Oh, yeah. Who's Arch Manning? I think you would get less than fifty percent would know who he was. He's got the fourth biggest NIL deal in college Doesn't sports. Doesn't matter. He what has do you mean? The average casual fan. You're a diehard who knows who every recruit is. I'm talking about the average casual fan walking by here. If I said, "Are you a a major sports fan?" Oh yeah, I love sports. Who is Arch Manning? Uh, they would be like, um, I don't know who is that. He's a recruit at the University of Texas, who's the son of Cooper Manning, Peyton's brother. Mm-hmm. He's play He's thrown five passes in his career. They will not know. Diehards, they'll know. I, to, that, I might go out oh. at the eight thirty break
4: and ask people. Oh my or god! Do it, gets it.
2: Busy. I'm going to go out. I'm going to go ask people. <laughs> That's a ridiculous statement. It's the fourth biggest earner in college sports. Okay. Yeah. I think he's some nobody. I guess to put a bow on. My wife it. is a diehard sports fan. If I call her right now and say, hey, honey. Oh, God, I forgot to wake her up. She asked me to wake her up. She had a meeting. Damn it. Um, Cap. If I asked her, she'd be like, who? I'd never heard of him.
0: So, congratulations to Caitlin Clark, the number two all time scorer in D1 history, Caitlin Clark. One well, of the all time greats based on the numbers, Cap. There's no question about that. But again, we talk about where the, the popularity of college athletics are. It's on the women's side. It is. And that, that's where the, college basketball, there's certain games and certain players you just want to see. And I'm very happy to see the page turn on that. All right, we've got Shout or No Shot. That's in two minutes on Cap and Jay Hood.